Leanne Hart is a mighty servant to God who wears many hats. Be sure to share this podcast, like it, and review it. Also follow Leanne Hart on all her social media platforms. Hey everybody, Leanne Hart here. I am so excited to finally get this first podcast done. And I'm going to tell you, it's a little intimidating to just kind of sit and just talk with out looking into a phone, but just kind of sit and record. And I want to do this well and I want to do it right. And so for days, I've literally been trying to sit and get this done to find the time to do it because I'm talking to you guys today about rest. Rest has been my word since the first of the year. I don't do resolutions. I do words. Um, thank, thank you to our pastor, Craig, at Life Church, who has encouraged that over the years. I really have a hard time focusing on sticking with a resolution because I start to think more about um, what I can't have rather than what I can have. So words are a better choice for me. Words. And this year, my, my word is rest. And I'm not very good at that. Like, I'm not good at taking a break. I'm not good at being still. But, hey, we've had, like, mandatory rest over the last few weeks. Even though around here at the Hard House, things really haven't slowed down. We get up. We have to still feed the animals around here and and the children and do school and all these fun things that we've incorporated. And what that means is that I have still had a hard time figuring out exactly what God is talking about when it, when he's talking about rest and God's rest because I could give you an explanation of what Google says about that all day long you know you need to go get quiet and calm and and find a peace peaceful uh, place to sit in stability and all of these fun things like I could tell you all of that but for me what is God's rest and I want you to ask yourself that. What is it? What is God's rest for me? And, and, and I wrote for myself that he is an encouraging rest from work. He's not saying, lazy, Leanne, it's time to be lazy. It's time to do this. It's time to do that. He's encouraging me to rest in my work, to be settled in my mind, to do my part and allowing him to do the rest, for him to take the worry that might come along with the work or the anxiety that might get bundled up in in the madness of of a chaotic moment, whatever the circumstance or situation may be. And so around here, sitting, trying to find time to actually do this podcast, I've got a house full of children. I've got dogs that are barking outside. I've got bulls that stand at our fence and beller. I thought I would get this done last night, but they were just having a party outside, so it didn't happen. It's going to happen like right now, in Jesus' name. I've done claimed it. If you could see where I was sitting, I'm in my bathroom. I've got books, notebooks, um, everything all over the place because I don't want to miss a lick with this. And so we're going to be talking about rest today. We're going to be talking about what is God's rest, what makes it hard to enter into God's rest, and um you know, thinking about what it is, what's what is, what is even so great about God's God's rest? What is the big deal about God's rest? So, if we could, let's just go to prayer. I want to start this off right. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just love you, Lord. I am thankful that your rest is so much deeper, and you encourage me to dig in, dig my heels in with that rest and to find out what that means specifically for me. And I know there are others that are going to be out 
they're listening, thinking about how, how can that apply to my life? And Father, I just pray that this is done well, that you would empty me of the world, that you would um, slow me down if I need to slow down, speed me up if I need to speed up, uh, that I would just not even throw my own stuff in there and not focus on a Leanology or a Meology uh, message, but a Youology, a Heology. I just want to be part of your uh, process of building kingdom. So empty me out. Thank you, Lord, for um, just being who you are and doing for me what I can't do for myself. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. Okay, y'all, here we go. We're going to kick this off. I dove in to the word rest, and I have got notes everywhere. So I was trying to really pull all that in so that I could get really specific and bring us back to a place of um, what that might look like. So rest in general, uh, the meaning for that for for rest is just um, to relax into something and let it support you. Like that's just a really great general uh, definition of what that what that means. But for me specifically, and I, I mentioned that I don't do resolutions. I'm really hard at focusing. You know, I really get into a place. My mindset is really focused on what I can't have a lot of times rather than what I can have. So the one word is a great thing for me. I know that several other people that are in my life do the same thing. And God's not talking about resting here from my job. He's not telling me to be lazy. He's not saying go into your bathroom and sit all day and let the kids tear up the house. He's not saying let your animals starve outside. God's talking about, you know, resting in my work. And that's just for me. And so I know that that may speak to someone else. He's saying, I'm not telling you don't rest from your work, but but rest in your work. And so, um, learning how to, to really, uh, allow his, his huge peace, his profound peace that gives us that, um, ability to rest in that work. Um, he gives those that love and obey him, uh, that peace. Like that's just what he does for us. Like whenever we say, you know what, I'm just gonna, uh, just embrace it. I'm just gonna, take it in and I'm just going to apply it. And it's easy to say a lot of the verses that we do say. The kids were learning a verse last week in in Philippians 4, 6. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. And it's easy to speak those verses out. A lot of us have favorite verses. Jeremiah 29, 11, Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or you know, for I know the plans, you know, that you have for me, God. And so it's easy to have your favorite verses, speak those out, but not really live those out. And, and so when God speaks to you in a way where he's wanting you to start really walking in that, not just sorting it out, separating it, leaving it on your dash of, on the dash of your car or whatever you may do to, to bring that around and remind you to do it. He's wanting you to learn how to actually, um, involve that verse in your life, experience that verse in your life so that you can uh, get used to, it can become a natural thing that you do when it comes to applying things in your life. The Bible says, you know, do not worry over, over anything. Some versions say, don't be anxious for nothing. But I really feel like some days I am anxious about everything. Are y'all feeling me? <laughs> because my mind says, mom harder, work harder, wife harder harder, like H-A-R-D-E-R, like you need to do this better. You need to work at this a little bit more. But the mind of Christ is telling me 
to, it, it, it whispers to me like rest hard, Leanne, like, and I'll take care of the ER. I'll take care of the ER. I'll take care of the rest. And my moment of like doing my part and God take care of, taking care of the rest sends me focusing on how adulting is hard. Being a mom is hard. Mom is hard. Wife is hard. Ranching's hard. Being alive and breathing someday is not easy. It can be hard in that you've got you've got verses like Colossians 3, 23 that say, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. And so I've been looking at all of this, tying all this in, and I want you guys to know that I am not someone that's got this all figured out. Like this is not something I've got all figured out. I'm going to the wisest book that I've got. I'm going to the book of life. And so that's where we're digging into today. And my heart and, and your hearts are always going to be restless until you lay down your mess and you rest <laughs> in the Lord. Like, that's just truth right there. There are a lot of people out there that are preaching a meology. Like, you got this. Follow through with what you can do. Let's, there is only so much you can do in your own strength. And I cannot, I can tell you this, I cannot be a homeschooling mama. I cannot be, you know, what JW needs me to be for this ranch. I'm the co-manager. I cannot, you know, raise all the kiddos that we have um, and, and keep them alive, <laughs> you know. And it's more than I can do in my own strength. And I want to encourage you guys to know that um, you you got this, that with God, all things are possible. So lay down your struggles today. Like, that's a big thing. Lay down your stuff. And we live in a world that says, don't just sit there, do something. And there may be moments where you find yourself thinking, I do need to be the one to do something. But then there are also moments that we have to enter into a merry moment and don't just do something and just flat sit there in that moment. Just sit there and let God help you understand what that means to do it, um, to do it for you. There are some things that we just can't do. But the word rest, uh, you know, words have, um, have the ability to, to be used, um, in different usages rather than just like the one, the one fixed meaning. Um, the usage of any word is subject to change. Like it can change and many words carry different meanings, uh, at the same time, from time to time. I was looking the word rest up and I wrote rest, cease from work or movement in order to relax, refresh yourself, or recover strength. One sports, the word rest means to leave a player out um, of a team temporarily. Or farming means to allow the land to breathe a little bit, give it a break. In law, we, we see that it concludes a case for the prosecution or the defense in a law case to be at rest, you know, that um, to take a break there, like I rest my case. In language, it means to pause in speech. And so rest is a pretty deep word. You think, oh, it's just simple. It's really not. And so what is God's rest? I wrote that it's not encouraging me uh, to rest from work, but to rest in work. And this word was given the beginning of the year, but here we are in a mandatory season of rest. We're all trying to learn how to come out of that. But following through from rest does literally take try. It takes work. It takes your yes. It takes obedience. It takes surrenderance. And sometimes you have to start start learning how to stop. I mean, sometimes you just have to start learning how to stop. And I will tell you, I'm an epic fail at that a lot of days because I think 
you know, it's hard for me to leave things undone, especially conversations with people. Like, I'm, I'm just like, why does this have to keep going on? You know, why does this have to keep working? You know, but faith is always tested. That's what the Word of God tells us. And trials work for us, not against us. And it can feel like it's coming against us whenever we're working against us, against the trial. You know, but what makes it hard to enter into God's rest? Well, I want to encourage you that, first of all, You've got to focus on what God's rest is, and you've got to get to an understanding of what you see in that. And, and what I just said was it's encouraging. Re- He's not encouraging rest from work, but resting in work. He's not saying, you know, I don't want you to be part of this or part of your walk or part of what you're doing. But God rested on the seventh day. It started back in the book of Genesis. The promised land, which is Canaan, is called the resting place um, the, of the Lord God. Uh, in Matthew eleven twenty eight, when we hear the verse, come to me all who are weary, you know, come to me all who are heavy burdened, come to me, all, come to me, come to me and I will give you rest. This isn't just talking about the rest that he's going to give you from the world to come, like from in the future. It's not a future rest. It's a now rest. But what makes it hard to enter in to God's rest? And I wrote a couple of things there. And number one, like a lot of times it's the lack of faith in God's word. It's rejecting his word. It's, un- it's not believing his word. It's like saying, mm, that's, that book was written all these years ago and it doesn't really apply to my life right now. I actually was listening to a podcast of someone that's really, really popular in the world, has you know over a million followers and a friend of mine had encouraged to watch or to listen to this podcast. So I did last week. And something that was said really ate at me. And I'm not kidding. It, it ate at me and I couldn't let it go. I, I, it said, if something doesn't settle well, take what does and leave the rest. Well, I can take that and put that in my own context, you know, apply it the way that I want to and say, well, I'm not, I'm just going to take this and take what I want out of it. And I'm going to leave the rest. You know, I'm, I'm going to, just take the good parts of this. I'm going to take what makes me feel good. And what makes you feel good is not faith because your feelings will lie to you all day long. And it takes faith to step into a tough place and face something uncomfortable, to face your fear. It took faith for David to run to Goliath when everyone else was stuck on that mountain. I mean, he could have said, you know what? I'm going to take my rod and my staff and I'm going to walk back to the house and go be a shepherd boy again. This is too much for me. It don't feel good. But the Bible, scripture isn't for us to take what we want. And this gal was was referring um, towards the Bible. She was saying, listen, if you read a Bible verse and it doesn't make, it doesn't settle well in your spirit, just take what you want and then just leave the rest. And I was like, no, scripture isn't for us to take what we want and leave the rest. Otherwise, how else will we grow out of an old mindset into a new one? So we're meant to learn and grow without the anxiety and without the worry. But we've got to get through it with God so that we can understand really what is possible. We've got to learn how to follow through from rest. And it does take try. It does take effort. It does take your yes. It does take obedience. It does take you surrendering. 
Um, I think about Mary, Jesus's mother. She was a yes girl, never said no to God. It took effort for her to be able to say yes, because she didn't know what the future was going to hold. She couldn't do that on her own. And we've got people like this one gal and several others that are standing on a platform preaching a meology, do what feels good. Well, I don't think that, I mean, I, in my mind, one day when I get to heaven, I'll ask Mary, Mother Mary about this, but like it, it couldn't have felt good to have, you know, witnessed what her son, Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. It could not have felt good, um, for her to, you know, maybe hear him say woman, call her woman instead of mama, but she didn't get offended easily. She knew there was a greater purpose for what he was doing. And, and, and sometimes we're so easily offended in our, our feelings, which God gave them, gave us those feelings, but he calls us to have faith over those things, to not allow those to become barriers to, you know, they become setbacks instead of, um, helping us get through those tough places. And so, other things that might hinder us from entering into God's rest. First of all, I, I wrote several, and I'm just going to read them out here. Feeling like you don't. Number one, feel like you don't know God's word. You know, that can, that can be a hindrance in helping you follow through with God's rest. When you, number two, when unbelief um, grows on the inside. Number three, when sin becomes your friend. Number four, when we learn more on our own understanding or our own, when we lean, not learn, when we lean more on our own understanding or our BFF's understanding instead of God. When your go-to um, is is just a phone call away from your cellular device, or maybe your go-to is someone that um, is a life coach, but he's not the one that created life. Like when, number five, when we start to place more confidence in culture instead of Christ, when you start to place more confidence in um, the culture of this world instead of Christ, that can become a hindrance and keep you from entering into God's rest. Number six, when your faith has to fight first for first, we need to reevaluate the order of what God's saying. So, you know, when your faith is fighting for a position in in your life, that can be a tough place to be. I had to line my stuff back out. I had JW Hart as a God for many, many years, but I had to get that straight. Like it took the pressure off of JW because, hey, he's not a God, but God is God and he is not. And he's cool with that. God, my husband, my family, my ministry, and then my busyness, my business, you know, (laughs) so we got to get those things lined out. And seven, when we pray to seek God, but don't pray to receive God, um, that's really tough. And a girlfriend of mine reminded me of that. Like a lot of times we're in the word, you're in a devotional, but when you're just in it to, to get something, but you're not like in it to like actually give something else. It's important that yes, you get the word, but it's equally important that you go and you, you, you get the word and you receive the word so that you can go and give the word. And that's very, very, very important. You know, what is it? What is so great? Like, what is the big deal? Number three, what is the big deal, um, about God's rest? And I just want to encourage you that when you find the grace to do the impossible in your life, the impossible in your life will become full of grace. Hear me when I say that again, because I woke up with that. I fell asleep with that, woke up with it. When you find the grace to do the impossible in your life, the thing that you didn't think you could do, you didn't think you could, you know, um, 
You didn't think that you could forgive that person. You didn't think that you could ever be happy in your marriage again when you, or, or, or feel peace in your marriage again. You didn't feel, you know, you, you didn't uh, think that, that it would ever be possible to be part of a workout program and, and really get the results that you, that you wanted, but you did what you did and you're finally starting to receive something amazing. When you find the grace to do the impossible in your life, the impossible in your life will become full of grace. And His grace is absolutely sufficient. But on our own and in our own strength, I'm just really, really, really not great. I've got to have God. Like, I really have got to have Him in all things. And so, I wanted to read this to you that a girlfriend of mine, I read her testimony last week. And sometimes, you know, it's really tough for us to go through trials. Things really don't feel good. Last year was a really tough year for our family. I mean, I've had 13 babies go to heaven. Um, we went through some major, major, major valleys that I didn't think we were ever going to come out of in our marriage. My health has spiked in a way that I thought I was just going to spiral and just, it, I thought it was going to weaken me. And because I've continuously pressed into the word of God, um, it's, uh, he's, he's done a mighty work and he's continuing to do a mighty work because every single day I have to go to him and ask him, all right, what are we going to do? Now, I, I've, I'm done allowing anxiety to like guide me. Instead, I'm going to humble myself to you, Lord, and I'm going to let you guide me. And he's like, it's about time, you know. So I want to read this, this story called The Teacup Story, and then we'll close out. Author unknown. And this really just spoke to me because like, the, like clay in the hand of a potter, so are you in my hand is what Jeremiah 18.6 says. Here we go. There was a couple that used to go to England to shop in the beautiful stores. They both liked antiques and pottery, especially teacups. This was their 25th wedding anniversary. One day in a beautiful shop, they saw an exquisite teacup. They asked the clerk, may we see that? We've never seen one quite so lovely. As the lady handed it to them, suddenly the teacup spoke. You don't understand, it said. I haven't always been a teacup. There was a time when I was red and I was clay. My master took me and rolled me and patted me over and over, and I yelled out, Let me alone! But he only smiled and said, Not yet. Then I was placed on a spinning wheel and suddenly spun around and around and around. Stop it! I'm getting dizzy. But the master only nodded and said, Not yet. Then he put me in the oven. I never felt such heat. I wondered why he wanted to burn me. I yelled and knocked at the door. I could see him through the opening and I could read his lips as he shook his head, not yet. Finally, the door opened. He put me on a shelf and I began to cool. There's that. Whew, better, I said. And he brushed and painted me all over. The fumes were horrible. I thought I'd gag. Stop it, stop. I cried out. He only nodded, not yet. Then suddenly, he put me back in the oven, not like the first time. This was twice as hot, and I knew I was going to suffocate. I begged, I pleaded, I screamed, I cried. All the time, I could see him through the opening, nodding his head, saying, not yet. Then I knew there wasn't any hope. I would never make it. I was ready to give up, but the door opened. He took me out and placed me on a shelf. One hour later, he handed me a mirror and said, look at yourself. And I did. That's not me. That couldn't be me. It's beautiful. I'm beautiful. 
I want you to remember then, he said, I know it hurts to be rolled and patted, but if I had left you alone, you'd have dried up. I know it made you dizzy to spin around the wheel, but if I had stopped, you would have crumbled. I knew it hurt and was hot and disagreeable in the oven, but if I hadn't put you in there, you would have cracked. I know the fumes were bad, but I brushed and painted you all over. But if I hadn't done that, you never would have hardened. You would not have held. Now you are a finished product. You are what I had in mind when I first began with you. There is victory, y'all, in surrender. There is victory in your process. There is purpose in your problems. Sometimes it's time to go. Sometimes it's time to exit. And sometimes it's time to be still. So I just want to encourage you where you are that God loves you. God loves you. Ask yourself, how quick am I to quit? I mean, quit God. Not the devil, because we often quit God and give in to the, the evil, give in to the ticked off, the, everything opposite, and give in to the devil. But the devil's never going to quit you. And we often quit him because we get tired. We get worn out. We're full of worry and anxiety, pain, and we quit the fight in faith, and we don't realize that we're actually warring in our own strength. We're fighting in our own strength. Listen, your flesh can't take the waves. It can't take the heat, but your faith can. So I just want to encourage you to make a choice. Will you humble yourself? Will you face your fear? Will you truly rest? Because who doesn't need help in the faith department? Who doesn't need someone staying with them? Someone's losing the battle at home. Somebody's losing the battle in your marriage. Maybe with your kids. Listen, this homeschool mama right here is throwing some hands up. Maybe you're losing it with your work. I don't know. Maybe it's with your health, your finances, with where we are in the world. Sometimes you just might flat feel like you're losing it. Your arms are tired. Tired of standing. I'm praying for you to get some, to get steady today in the word. To step out in faith. You might not be in a place to do it on your own. So just lean in on Jesus. Look to the one who wants to be your friend. He's never going to leave you. Never going to forsake you. And just ask him to come stand with you. So you can find rest. Love you guys. I hope you enjoy this. I hope you enjoy it even further. Share it. Like it whatever the process is. I'm excited about finally getting this started and it's taken me some time to actually find a stop, a stopping point, a place to stop and sit so that I can share how I work in rest. Love y'all.